Welcome to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Here's your hosts, Kyle Baker and Dieter Burrell. Hey guys, welcome back to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. It's Kyle and Dieter here. Dieter, what you been up to, man? You been uh, reading anything good lately? Well, you know, um, I was, you know, I wanted to ask a question just because something happened at the office uh, the other day, and I think I, I asked everybody that's listening out there if you guys ever had a horrible boss. Have you ever had a horrible boss, Kyle? I can't say that I've had a horrible boss, but I've definitely had a, several different kinds of bosses, that's for sure. Well, I guess the only reason I ask is because I've had to experience some horrible bosses, and I'm sure there's a lot of you guys out there listening. You've had to experience that. Um, and we've been talking about types of management styles out there. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm attending uh, a leadership class called the Jacobs Leadership Institute. Oh, I remember you telling me about that. Weren't, weren't there only like 13 or 14 people or something like that that were allowed into that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the lucky ones to to be accepted to join and participate. And, um, nice. Um, we, we, you know, it's, it, 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 it shines a lot of light into understanding what styles people use to try to get stuff done. I'm sure that everybody's ultimate goal is to achieve a goal and get it done. And some people have one way of managing other folks and others have a better way. I think they motivate people. Uh, one of the thing, one of the few things that I've been able to pick up on, and, and you know, it's like I'm, I get adamant in in in, in the meetings, and, and it's a uh, it's web based, so we're not really meeting in the same place. But um, there was a movie that uh, kind of caught my eye. Um, that they brought up into, into the uh, leadership program. I don't know if you guys ever ever seen that movie, Friday Nights, Friday oh, yeah. Night Lights. Yeah, that's a great movie. Uh, there was a scene where the the coach is in the locker room and he's doing this speech. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys remember that. Do you remember that, Kyle? Are you talking about the uh, towards the end of the movie when he's giving the the speech at like halftime in the locker room to everybody? Yeah. Yeah, about being perfect, but it's not necessarily about the scoreboard and. It's more about being able to prove that you gave your best, did everything that you can do. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that uh, I think a lot of people associate good leadership with sort of that approach. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of folks out there, if you don't think that you should be inspiring your team to succeed, then you're not managing not managing them right. Uh, I think everybody needs to kind of feel like they they can have they can have a leader they can they can lean on that that that, that nurtures them and makes them grow as an individual versus I could say maybe the style that's more like an absentee landlord. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if there's some of you guys out there that probably feel that way. Have you ever had anybody like that, Kyle? Um, I haven't necessarily had a boss that was like that, but I've definitely had people in my life that, you know, were absent whenever there were big decisions to be made or something like that. And I know a lot of people that talk about having bosses where 
you know, they're not there when they need them and they're not willing to, you know, defend their employees and kind of just whenever adversity happens, they kind of just disappear. But I was looking over that guide that you sent me, Dieter. I think that was, was that from the Jacobs training? It was. Uh, they were actually using it uh, to help us understand there's multiple different styles of, of management. Okay. And just so everybody out there, in case you want to go find it, um, it's the NEB guide from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and it's called Full Range Leadership. Uh, it's by John E. Barbuto Jr. and Lance L. Cummings-Brown. Um, basically, what this is talking about is full range leadership and the two different types of behaviors that leaders have and where you have a transactional behavior, which is more of this laissez-faire, hands-off type leadership uh, versus like a management by exception is the way that they call it. And they refer to that as kind of like the putting out fires kind of a leader. Um, Also, uh, contingent rewards, which is kind of that boss that just wants to make a deal with you and, hey, if you do a good job, then I'll give you a reward. But if you don't do a good job, then you get penalized. Um, And then there's the other type, which is transformational behaviors, which include um, like compassionate leadership, intellectual stimulation. So like thinking outside the box, uh, inspirational motivation, uh, which would be like exciting the masses, kind of like what you're talking about in that movie Um, and ideal influence. So like walking the walk. Um, I know that there's a lot of bosses out there that have a lot of great ideas you know, and they and they talk the talk, but they can't really walk the walk. And that's something uh, that they kind of bring up in this passage and uh, guide from uh, the Nebraska University. Yeah, there's a there's a part of that pamphlet that um, it talks about. It's, it shows a graph and it shows the better performing management styles um, that um you know, there, there's a crossroad, uh, you know, of between effective, ineffective, and passive, and active. And, as, you know, you guys can probably kind of picture this um, chart or this graph where a lot of the, I'm going to call it like the absent or dominating type of management styles are very ineffective. Hey, and just so everybody out there, uh, we have a Facebook page, and I will try to link this into the uh, Facebook group. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at T Square Dads Brown Bag. Um, so if you want to take a look at this, feel free, go to our Facebook page, and I'll try to put a link in there for you. So, and then, and then you have at the crossroad, you, you, you have the, the managers are, are, are hybrids. They, you know, they, they're, they're very engaging, they're very motivating, they, they, they walk. They walk the walk, and they're there uh, almost in a mentorship leadership role, where they're they're active. They're they're active, uh, engaged um, managers that are always interacting with their staff. Uh, this is a very effective way of managing instead of a, a very passive, laid back. Let them, let them. I'm going to give them all the rules, and they're just going to do what they're supposed to be doing and I'm going to come back and check and I didn't do the work and they're either fired or they, 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 you know, they're penalized. I don't think a lot of people get very motivated. 
doing that. No, and I know one of the things that they talk about, Dieter, is you know by doing those transfer transformational behaviors. Um, you know, they've found through their research that the leaders are able to practice doing all four of these behaviors, kind of flexing between one to the next, depending on the situation. And what they found was that it, it tends to gain effort from the employees. So people are going above and beyond for their bosses or their supervisors. Um, also experience higher employee satisfaction and higher productivity and higher ed, uh, organizational effectiveness. You know, so it's not just a, you know, we should be nice to people, um, but it also has been proven, you know, through many studies, this is just one, that by having that type of leadership and mentorship and things like that, that you're going to get the most from your employees. When employees are happy coming to work, they're going to go above and beyond for, for who they're working for. And when they're not happy coming to work, they're going to give their bare minimum. They're going to punch the clock eight to five, not going to you know, help anybody out extra. That's not their job title. They're not going to do it. So that's, that's kind of one of the things that I got from, from this guide was, you know, really diving into this different type of leadership that's not necessarily seen everywhere where in the world today, but how much that can affect the overall productivity of the people. Um, as you and I know, employee turnover it's a terrible thing. It costs tons of money. And a lot of that happens because people are not being led correctly. They aren't being engaged um, in the way that they need to be at work. You know, I know at our office, we have a lot of employee engagement. We kind of try to build that family and team atmosphere. Um, but still, there is lots of things that we need to work on even there. So I can't imagine what it would be like if you were working down in the in the transactional behaviors type category where you only had laissez-faire uh, leadership or management by exception, so someone that's just trying to put out the fires. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of you guys out there um, listening to us um, where you probably would agree with what we're saying. You know, there's a lot of companies out there where, you know, you have managers that they think that the it doesn't matter what means you use to get the job done as long as you get the job done and those managers don't realize that they're they think they're 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 being successful by getting the work done but that's short that's short-lived that's short those are short-term goals versus long-term goals because they forget that they're trying to get stuff done for themselves so that they actually look good you know, instead of thinking of the the company, they're not thinking of the company as a whole. They, they, their their behavior impacts. It doesn't. There's it, it impacts at some point the people directly under them, but they don't realize they they're being they're impacting other people laterally. You know, at the same time, because who wants to have fifteen employees that they're constantly coming to you and complaining about this one person? Because they, they can't work with them. Nobody wants to work with them. You know, I, I, I had an experience where I was, I was going to this job and um, I, I just, I, I dreaded walking in. I dreaded getting out of my car and going inside the building because I knew I felt so helpless. No one was willing to step up and tell this person 
You need to stop what you're doing because you are making every employee that works under you quit. You're costing us money. You think you're making us money because, oh, yeah, you know, it's like we're 10%. We, you know, we achieve a 10% profit on this part, a 15% profit on top of what we were going to make. It's like, no, you didn't because we had to hire three people. Three people got, got, got hired to work with you and three people quit in a matter of a year and a half. You didn't make us any money. You, you realize that? You think you made us money. Because it shows it shows up on my paper, but everything that we had having to pay to hire new people and bring them bring them in, it was a waste of money. You're not making the, these companies money, guys. Your management styles that are used through fear, intimidation, hands off. We're gonna lay down the rules. You guys either follow them, follow them, or get out of the way. It doesn't work. Yeah. You gotta sit next to your guys. You gotta mentor them. You gotta. Uh, nurture them, it, not babysit them. You don't. They don't need babysitting. Yeah, we're definitely not talking about babysitting. Right. You know, you gotta let them. You gotta let them make make some mistakes. You know, you got to let them grow because if they don't grow, you're not doing anything. You you you're you're achieving your short term goals. You're not achieving your long term goals. Um, I think I used an example in in our leadership class where. We were, I had an experience with this uh, young lady in, in, in an office and um, it kind of got out of, got out of, got out of hand because, uh, you know, I, I think both of us were, were a bit apprehensive of having to deal with the manager. So um, I think because of that fear factor of that person's retribution, Everybody was walking on pins and needles. Yeah, and you know what you know what I'm talking about a little bit. Um, but I've worked I work with some really great managers to the point where it's like they would come to me and they would ask me, "Hey, help me to do a good job of this. I, I really need your support." And it's like, and then all of a sudden, when he is entrusting you to help him. And it's like, I'll get you all the help he tells me that you need, but I need you to help me because I can't do it all and I don't know it all. Even if he did know it all, he always made me feel that I can come to him and I could disclose potential conflicts with clients. I wasn't hiding out of fear issues. You know, I was asking and having discussions with him. And I was more than willing to give him status reports every other week. When I knew that he was going out of town, I would write out status reports. Or, or when I knew that I was going out of town, hey, here, this is a status report of where we're at right now. Do you have a few minutes to sit down? I want to walk you through through my process, how I'm going to handle the client, how I'm going to handle the project, the engineers. What do you think? Do you see something that I should be looking out for? And right there, he, he would jot down notes and he says, I got, I, I, I'm going to get you the resources you need. Yeah. I'm going to get you the, the, the architects that can help you with um, specifications. I'm going to get you draft people that can help you with detailing. And um, I, I felt I felt empowered. I felt like, you know what, I can take this on. And one of the things that I was told one time in this office, and if anybody ever listens to this, uh, this is kind of giving you a big kudos because 
they said to me as an as an intern architect, he says, the one thing that I see from you, Dieter, you're not afraid to take on the gorilla. Mm. What do you, you mean know? by that? Um, it, it, to me, it meant you're fearless. You're fearless. You, you, you're willing to take on a $34 million contract for a for a for a hangar and parking garage in some military in some military installation up north and you know we, we you know we can get into it a little bit but um that 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 to me that to me that's a that, that's a that's a I, I felt good it made me it was a feel good kind of moment to, to hear that yeah it's i mean it's always good to have your boss tell you that they have faith in your abilities and and have trust in your capability to be able to do the job. But I think part of that comes from your leader or your boss knowing that when you don't know something, you're going to come ask. By by you coming up to him and saying, hey, I got this status report. Do you have any comments? Do you have any questions? You know, what can I be doing, you know, while you're gone or even while you're here to make sure that we're hitting all of our milestones and all of those things? You gave him the ability to trust you in a way that he then was able to give you more and more rope, as they say, um, without having to worry about you, you know, going too far, going outside of your purview, you know, and I think that that is part of some of the things that lack in some of the offices and firms and things like that around here is everyone's kind of scared to make mistakes. Um, Bosses are scared to give too much rope to people because they're scared that they're going to fall down, make a big mistake, and then they're going to get in trouble for it, or it's going to, you know, cause this big, huge domino effect down the line. When in reality, you know, yeah, it's probably going to cost the company some money or something if you make a mistake, sure. But, you know, did you learn from that? The only way that people are going to learn is by making mistakes. It's just, what do you do with that mistake to move forward? Um, You know, and you can't make the same mistakes multiple times, obviously, you know. But I want to go back to uh, this guide that you sent me a little bit. I was reading through it, and I had some markups and and some highlighted uh, pieces that I wanted to share with everybody. And, you know, there's there's the, what is it, five or six, seven different kinds. There's laissez-faire, there's management by exception, contingent rewards, uh, individualized consideration, intellectual stimulation, inspirational motivation, a lot of Asians in here, but uh, <laughs> idealized influence. And one of the things that it was saying is that uh, with the laissez-faire, it's the most inactive and general, generally least effective of the leadership behaviors. Uh, the research shows that leaders using this style of leadership are rarely viewed as effective on the job. Um, the management, by exception, is a little bit more effective but generally ineffective as leadership as well. So you don't really start getting into any kind of effectiveness until you get to the contingent rewards. And the management by exception behavior offer often is related to high employee turnover and absenteeism. That's what we were talking about earlier with having a lot of people that are quitting and, and the cost that's associated with new onboarding for employees. Um, you know, if you're if you're working out there and you notice that people are calling in sick a lot more often and, you know, just aren't showing up, leaving early, coming in late, you know, you you can pretty much gather that that's probably not a them issue. That's a you issue. 
and that you need to address that and ask the questions. Don't be afraid to go and ask your employees, hey, am I doing something wrong? Is there something I can be doing better? I've noticed, you know, everybody's kind of leaving early. Then we're not getting our work done. Um, you know, what can I do better to help motivate you guys? You know, I think that having that kind of dialogue will help. Um, but back to what it was saying, um, with the contingent rewards, the biggest thing with that is that you're not going to get anything more than what you bargained for. You're not going to have any employees that are going above and beyond. No one's going to want to be working late. No one's going to be wanting to take on new projects or or anything like that. Um, and when you really get to the more effective is the, the remaining four behaviors that we were talking about. And they result in extra effort from workers, higher productivity, higher morale and satisfaction in the office, higher organizational effectiveness, lower turnover, lower absenteeism, and greater organizational adaptability to changes in their environment. Um, when people are comfortable, they work harder. When people are comfortable, they're able to think outside the box. When people are comfortable, they're able to bring new ideas to the table. And that's something that I definitely, in the architectural world, you have to be comfortable talking to your leaders, bringing new designs to the table, bringing new ideas to the table. Um, and then one of the other things that it was saying was that leaders are generally most effective when they regularly use four of the transformational behaviors. So that's the uh, individualized consideration, intellectual stimulation, inspirational motivation, and idealized influence. All will kind of build on that contingent rewards because everyone does want uh, some kind of reward for all of their hard work, whether it's money or whether it's a shout out to the company. You know, a lot of people think that a reward is only monetary. Um, some people don't find satisfaction in just making more money. You know, I know some people that I went to school with, they took lower paying jobs just because it was a better place to work. You know, so, so if you're if you're a leader out there and you have somebody that's doing a great job, shoot an email to the company. Say, you know, John is doing a fantastic job on this project. Why don't we all give him a, a little clap or, you know, shoot him a, a shout out. You know, he's doing a great job. How long, it takes five minutes. But to John, that that could make his whole week. That could make his month, yeah. you know. So it's, it's the little things, and, and that goes for everything, whether it's business or anything else in life. You know, the little things that can kind of help motivate you and push you to, to being a better version of yourself. You know, I think, I think we talked a lot about, you know, this guide, and please go check that out. Like I said, I'll try to have a link on our Facebook page. We're going to have a, um, a few more discussions about management styles in future podcasts. But just to kind of leave this uh, or add to add this little bit of fact, um, statistically, they estimated that a sixty thousand dollar manager to ha have having to replace a manager in a company cost the company between thirty to forty thousand dollars to replace them. You know, to replace a uh, thirty thousand dollar employee. It costs the company about 16% of the annual salary. To, to, to replace a, a 40K manager takes about, uh, it costs the company about $8,000 to do that. And when you're talking about uh, top 100K CEOs, they're estimated close to $200,000 to replace that manager. So the point is, you guys got to manage your staff better. 
because it makes sense, it makes money, and it keeps your employee engaged. And that is the biggest failure that we all have is that employees aren't engaged and that engagement loses companies millions of dollars. Yeah, and one one last thing that I want, you know, I've been told this several times um, by bosses in the past and other people in leadership, you know, the, the mediocre boss, he tells you what to do. The good boss will explain how to do it. The superior boss demonstrates how to do it. And the great boss inspires you to be able to do it. So with that, um, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. And before we go, as always, our joke of the day. How do you make a waterbed more bouncy? You add spring water to it. Thanks for listening to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite platform and we will talk to you next time.